Hey everybody. This is House of Hope podcast series, presented by Gotham and House of Hope. Today's topic is Experiencing the Supernatural Encounter. Our speaker today is Pastor Dr. Olubunmi Oni. Good morning, House of Hope. Thank you. You may want to take your seat. Uh, and let me start this morning with this hypothetical scenario, um, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. Assuming all of us in House of Hope, we are by the gate of heaven, paradise, opened up to us. And in between, inside and the gate is Angel Gabriel. And he will ask us, began to ask each and every one of us, why will I allow you to go into paradise. I imagine some of us will say, I'm an elder in my church. Gabriel will say, I know that. Another person will say, I attend House of Hope. I knew that 2,000 years ago before House of Hope was formed. Another will say, look, I'm an elder in that church. Gabriel will still say, I still don't see the reason why I will allow you in into that kingdom because there are so many other, uh, other elders on the other side. There are so many pastors on the other side. There are so many deacons on the other side. And he will ask us, and you will say, I have Pastor Adu as my pastor. Pastor Adu, we know, Paul, we know, but that he will not take you to the kingdom. And he will ask us, look, I attend House of Hope. A place where hope becomes manifestation, the congregation of the greats. We know that it was already given before you were born, so no problems, but that still will not take you to that place. Brethren, I have come this morning to share with us what will take us into that paradise. Because without it, we are lost. So I'll be sharing with you this morning experiencing the supernatural encounter. Experiencing the supernatural encounter. Brethren, we already know in House of Hope supernatural definition of supernatural. We don't need to go about encounter is two people coming in together. And uh, thanks be to God that uh, during the Hope um, oh, the three wonderful ministers who ministered to us did very well. But today I intend sharing with you what encounter is, number one. How do you contact, how do you have an encounter, number two. The do's and don'ts of encounter, number three. I, will tell, I mean, I will be sharing with you the different encounters that man can entail. And I will also be sharing that there are not just positive encounters, there are also negative encounters. Quickly, let's go to the principal text that I have. The first one is Exodus 31, 1 to 2. I read, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Job, second one is Job 42, number 5. 
I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes, my eyes sees you. Is this, these two scriptures, one thing we can infer is that they are encounters with the supernatural. We remember that uh, this is, uh, I mean, Moses, when he went to, he was uh, still tending the sheep of his father-in-law, that's when this happened. And the other uh, text was when God was interrogating uh, Job. But let's move on. As believers, we know that God is a supernatural being. He is not limited by the laws of nature or physical world. He is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Because of these attributes, every and any time we are opportuned to have an encounter with the God of the universe, it becomes an experience that moves us from the realm of the ordinary to the realm of the supernatural. The realm of the supernatural is the realm beyond the reach of science. Through science, you can get there. You can build your submarines, you can build your ships, I mean, uh, flight ships, but you can't get to the realm of the supernatural with all those things. And the realm of the supernatural is beyond human explanation. The word supernatural means beyond and above the natural. This is where God operates. It is the realm where heaven and the earth intermingle. The realm of in interaction between God and man. God wants all his children to operate in this realm. He said to John, come up here and I will show you what must take place after now. Revelation number 4 verse 1. The supernatural realm is the realm where mysteries are revealed. The supernatural realm is where God reveals to us what happens behind the physical realm. And in this house we've been told that anything that, has, that happens in the physical must have been worked on in the spiritual realm before it happens. Are we clear about that? Now, let's look at the story of Elisha, his servant, and the invading army that confirms, I mean, that confirms the existence of a supernatural realm. We know that that uh, story in 2 Kings 6, 1 to 19, because of our time, that the servant of, uh, of Elisha woke up in the morning and suddenly he saw chariots upon chariots all around where they were. And he quickly ran to his master and said, Master, we got problems on our hands. The whole mountain surrounding is filled with, uh, with chariots. Elisha was drinking his coffee, not minding what the young man was saying. And I mean, he said, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The servant must have said, this man is not serious. He doesn't know what I'm seeing. But if you don't have what it takes to see the things in the spiritual realm, you begin to behave as if the world is going to collapse the next minute. But then, Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. And when he saw, he said, ah, because he saw chariots of fire all 
around them. So to operate in the realm of the supernatural, one will need more than the physical eyes. The physical eyes will not allow you to see anything. The realm of the supernatural is a realm of revelation and knowledge. Where mysteries are revealed and knowledge is gained. It's a realm of an encounter with the supernatural God. In Genesis 28 and 32, we remember this story, Jacob encountered God. I, I want to believe that this is where Jacob got the, <laughs> the blueprint for his uh, success in neighbor's house. You remember? And again, there was a man called Joseph Babala in Nigeria. This man was a tractor driver, minding his own business, when he encountered the supernatural. From that day onward until he left this place, he, be, he became a God man. This man will be, for instance, let me take, I mean, because if I begin to mention names of towns in Nigeria, you may not understand what I'm saying. It's like somebody is going to have a meeting in California and he lives in D.C. And everybody is urging you, look, you, you, you've got to go catch your plane or you'll miss it. He will just tell you, don't worry about it. By the time his name is called to minister on the pulpit, Joseph Babalala is on that pulpit ministering. So he defied this, the, the, the realm of the space. They said they even went to the extent that people, if people hold on to him, all of them will arrive at the same place at the same time. Dead people were raised, lot of miracles were done. We also saw in we also saw also that the spiritual realm is a realm of consciousness. You, you, you are conscious when you are in the realm of the spirit. It is a realm of reality. It's a realm of power. It's a realm of holiness and purity. It's a realm of beauty. It's a realm where God speaks to us. For he, he, he revealed, I mean, if you look at, um, at 2 Peter 1, 17 to 18, I will read from here. He received from God the Father honor and glory where such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven where we were with him on the holy mountain. You remember the Mount of Transfiguration? They, they had that word. It's a realm of where uh, unspeakable words I had. Also, it's a realm where the impossible becomes possible and changes are enacted. We remember in uh, Genesis 32, 26 to 20, I mean 26 to 28, where Jacob fought with that angel throughout the night. And that is where 
his destiny was changed. He said, you will no more be Jacob the deceiver, but now, as from now, you'll be what? Israel. It's also the realm of the miraculous. It's the realm of the miraculous. We see in Acts 12, 1 to 11, Peter was in jail, chained and bounded, but the angel of the Lord came, released him, and they walked through with all the girls looking at. The realm of this, I mean, of the supernatural is a realm of limit, limitless possibilities. It's things are changed. It's a realm where miracles occur and victories are obtained. It's a realm where things that do not exist come into existence. We see that in Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. He called those things that are not as if they are and they became reality. It's a realm where the ordinary becomes the extraordinary. In Luke 1, 46 to 49, the encounter of Mary with Angel Gabriel. Thereafter, Mary uttered the words that as from now, every single person will call me what? Blessed. Let's quickly look at Bible examples who encounter supernatural encounters. The Bible is filled with testimonies and experiences of the intermingling of the heavenly and earthly realms. Apostle Peter encountered the supernatural various times in his ministry. I will mention that quickly because of our time. One of which was a month of transfiguration where the Lord Jesus Christ changed and he began to say things that it's good for us even to stay here, build one, one of these, and the, I mean, one tent for this other one and one. So, Again, Peter encountered the supernatural when he saw the Lord Jesus Christ walking on water. He said, bid me to come. What happened? He said, come. And to date, Peter has only been the only one who walked on water. Also, Peter encountered the supernatural when he toiled throughout the night and he was he was not able to catch a single fish. When he encountered the supernatural, what happened? He instantaneously became, I mean, a, I mean an, a, a, an employer of labor because he had to hire other people to help him, I mean, carry, I mean, offload the fish that they were able to catch. So, brethren, so many people encountered the, the supernatural. Jacob encountered his punishment in Genesis 28, 11 to 19, as he stopped at Bethel on his way to Laban's house, that he had a dream, and he exclaimed that this is the house and gate of heaven. Paul encountered the supernatural in 2 Corinthians 12, 2 to 4, when he said, we caught, I was caught up into the Third heavens, where I, where I had or he had inexpressible words. The realm of the supernatural is the realm where you hear things which others don't hear. Have you not been in the service before? And there will be music going on and everything, and one person will just suddenly say, The Lord is speaking to me. It's, nobody, it's not everybody that hears that, is it? 
No, it's not. So it's a realm where you encounter the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. You begin to hear the inaudible. You begin to hear even the little things. I've heard of people that even when squirrels or birds, when they talk, they hear them. The realm of the supernatural is the realm where lives are changed. We remember the women of um, the Samaritan women married to five or different husbands. When they encountered the Lord Jesus Christ, he instantaneously became the first general evangelist to proclaim the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or are we going to see in John, and that was in John chapter number five, or in Luke 8, 26 to 34, the demon possessed man. You remember? The demon possessed man. What happened? I mean, he was delivered of so many legions of uh, uh, as demons. And he also became a testifier to the wonderful things that the Lord Jesus Christ is doing. Brethren, I do not want to, I told you at the beginning that there are positive encounters and so also there are negative encounters. Let's quickly mention a couple of negative encounters. And one thing that, when, when I was preparing this, one thing that the Lord was ministering to me is that when you are not holy, when you are not pure, when you encounter the Lord Jesus, it's either you repent of your sins or it breaks you down. We remember what happened to Herod the Tetrarch in Acts chapter number 12. The man was speaking and everybody was exclaiming, this is not the voice of man. This is the voice of who? Of God. And instantaneously, this, he was eaten up by worms. Nebuchadnezzar, in Daniel, chapter number four, looked at Babylon and he glorified himself in it and he said, is this not Babylon, the Babylon that I have built? He was sent into the wilderness for seven seasons. Pharaoh said, who is that God? In Exodus 14, 22 to 31, he said, who is that God that I will let you go? When he encountered him, he had his, grave, he had his burial ground under the Red Sea. May that not be our portion in the precious mighty name of Jesus. Brethren, we need to pray that our encounter with the Holy One will result in a positive outcome. Let's quickly look at attributes of a supernatural encounter. Supernatural encounter brings reality to those things God is communicating to us. What is that? When God communicates some things to us, you know, people will read the Bible, the same Bible we are reading, and it won't, it won't make sense to them. There are, there are, uh, PhD holders and all the other things, when they read the Bible, they say, this is stupid. But when you encounter the word, when you encounter the Lord Jesus Christ, it begins to make sense to you. Supernatural encounter produces continuity. Without encounter, it will be difficult for any child of God to continue in this journey. Have you not seen people that will meet, ah, brother, how you? no, 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 don't come in, brother, I'm no more a brother. What happened? It's because they have not encountered him. You cannot do this journey, you cannot go on this journey by self-will. Neither can you go on this journey by emotions. You, because you will get discouraged. 
Number three, encounter produces sustaining power. The sustaining power to move on. You, you, you'll be able to say, who is Pharaoh when you have experienced the divine? You'll be able to say boldly, let my people go. Ambition will not carry you that far, but an encounter will do. Encounters form the basis of our testimony. We must be willing to share it with others to encourage them and, and to deepen their faith in the God that cannot fail. Again, in the place of encounter, you will encounter, if you encounter God, because the God, the God you encounter is the God that you can reveal to the world. If you don't encounter God, you can't say anything. When you go on evangelism, if you have not encountered them, you don't have a message. But if you have encountered them, if you are able to say, I used to be this, and this is what I am now by the grace of God, that is having, all, having an encounter with the Lord. Number six, it's impossible to have an encounter without having an intensive hunger. You must hunger for it. Without intensive thirsting, you cannot encounter the divine. Number seven, it is in the place of encounter that divine assignments are given. You know, when Moses saw that bunny bush, the Lord called him and told him, hey, I'm going to send you back to go release my people. It is in the place of encounter that revelations of what to happen will be revealed. He told John, come yonder, let me show you the things that will happen. It is in the place of, revel I mean, of encounter that specific ministries are given. The ministry of, P I mean, P given to Peter for the Jews and Paul to the Gentiles. It is in the place of encounter that the acts of God are revealed. <laughs> you remember the message to Eli? He said, even the, anybody who is a man in your house will beg for bread. It was that place where that encounter was given. Now let's quickly look at the do's and do nots of encounter. Number one, no encounter must be turned into doctrine. Do not make encounters doctrine. Encounters are personalized dealings. If you do, we will create pseudo-Christian experiences and doctrines. Pastor Adwe, a few years ago, told us in this house that God is calling him to a 40 days fast, isn't it? How many of us remember that? He went. Shortly after that, he was called to be the uh, Assistant General Overseer Foreign Missions. Now, if Pastor Adu wants to make that now a doctrine, it means every time you fast 40 days, they will, they will call you to something. You will die of hunger in fasting for 40 days. You must encounter, it's a personalized thing. It's not something that I would do because somebody did it. And they will say, oh, have you not had in Nigeria? If you fast seven days, ah, something will be revealed to you. What if, if nothing is revealed to you, what do you do? You fake it. And that's why we have so many fake Pastors and prophets nowadays, because they have turned encounter into a doctrine. And we dare not do that. Number two, every encounter must submit to the scripture. No matter how spiritual the encounter can be, it must correlate with the Bible. I don't know whether those of us who come from the part where I came from in Nigeria, there was a lady who said, I saw heaven. You remember? 
He said he saw heaven. He gave that testimony. And the, the scripture union in Nigeria recorded it in cassettes. And that cassettes, I mean, he sold like white fire. Two years down the lane, when God touched the heart, she came back to say she never had that experience. Now, what of those people who have believed through that, through that revelation? What do you think they would do? They can easily go back. And that's why we must be very careful of all these things. I have an experience. I was taken into the highest heaven. And judge them by the scriptures. When somebody says, oh, when I was in heaven, Jesus Christ came to the hell to pick me up and took me. No, 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 I know that's a lie. Because Jesus this has nothing to do with hell. Amen? If you are coming to him, you come to him in paradise, not in hell. <laughs> the scripture must become your lens of interpreting encounters. Some, some people, even dreams, even dreams, dreams is an encounter. Because God can show you things, he can reveal things to you in dreams. Uh, people will say, when you see a chain, it means bondage. Chains does not mean bondage all the time. When, or when you see nakedness, you say, oh, it's uh, madness. Nah, naked can be, nakedness can be intimacy. It depends on what God is communicating to you. Now, let me quickly go to the four major encounters that I know. There may be more, but these are the four encounters that I know. Number one, this is in order of priority, and I want you to listen very carefully. This is the meat of the whole message. And the first one is encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are, nobody can be a child of God without this encounter. If you have not encountered the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not a child of God. I can stand on this pulpit and say so. Because if you have not confessed your sin, if you have not asked for forgiveness, how, whatever encounter you are having is not an encounter. No matter what encounter you have, without first having an encounter with the, with the Son of God, you are on your way to hell. Not every encounter is Bible-based. Brethren, there are so many people who have encountered the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you have, I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ has ministered to you. We remember the uh, first general overseer, Pastor Reuben George. They said he was given a Bible that this is what you are given. Go walk with it. That's an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many. But before you can have a series of encounters will come, but the first encounter anybody who is not a child of God can have is encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is not enough and does not correspond to having an encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit. We saw what happened on the, I mean, on the, in the upper room when the apostles, when Jesus Christ told them, wait, tarry in Jerusalem. When they had that an encounter, they became different people. There is no way you have an encounter with the, uh, with the person of the Holy Spirit that will not be changed. The benefit of this encounter is guidance and direction. 
it is a voice that will tell you if it is from the Lord or not. Any vision that does not glorify, glorify God is not an encounter from the Lord. Thou shalt hear a soft voice, a soft word behind the ear saying, this is the way, walk in it. Isaiah 30, 21. You remember the, uh, the story of the little girl in Acts of Apostles 16? That the girl was saying, this man are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. Was she really speaking the, she was speaking the truth, isn't it? But then she was not speaking from the Lord. Paul had to rebuke that girl because she knew that what she was operating in is not the spirit of the Lord. Some of, some of us, we've encountered those things before. In your village, in your towns, have you not seen people that they call seer? What they say will ever come to, it will I, it, will, it must come to pass. There are gifts, okay? And it doesn't matter whether you are a child of God or you're not a child of God. God can give gifts. All right? Yeah. God can give you gifts without being a child of God. It's something he will not take away from you. Now, let me tell you a story. When I was growing up, I think I shared this with my wife. I was about five years old, and I had an aunt, auntie who, who she would take care of children, and she would call me, she would, she would call me, she would go pick me up from my mom, and every time I, I get to her, they would give me a baby. If I receive that baby, it doesn't matter how sick that baby is, she will be healed. At five, I, I didn't know what I was doing. But if I refuse to take that baby, there is no way they will take that, that woman will take care of her, uh, of that baby, that the baby will survive. She could be using me as a medium, I don't know. It could just be a gift, I don't know. There were, super, there were things that were happening that were strange, even at that age. And some of you have had out, 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 out of the body experience. Even in this church, that the Lord has taken you to somewhere, you have seen things that, you, I mean, that they are not natural. And that's why I said, the do's and you must always judge these things by the crucible of the Bible. You must, is this the Holy Spirit or is this just a gift to me? Because if you are not a born again child of God, whatever you say is either a gift or you are manifesting by other spirits. You remember? A third of the angels of heaven fell with, with uh, Lucifer. And those fallen angels, their power and, and, their power and uh, whatever the Lord has given to them was not taken away from them. So they're still giving that power to people to, to, to manifest. So be very, very careful. And the third one is the encounter with the word of God. This is God's modus operandi. It is the vision of the scripture that directs the meaning of the encounter. Remember Jesus Christ's encounter with the devil. Look, when, Jesus Christ, when the devil was testing Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ could have said, devil, you stupid. I was your boss when I was in heaven. And on earth, I'm still your boss. Did he say that? Did he even tell, did he tell the devil, I'm the son of God? No, he said, it is what? 
it is written. Anything that the devil is bringing to you, because the, the devil will come to you. He will come to you. But find the scripture and tell the devil it is written and quote that scripture. The devil will leave you. After that encounter with the devil, what happened? The devil left Jesus. So, when you see a vision, you have to support it with the scriptures. Do not allow emergency prophets to turn you into slaves. The devil will trouble you and will ask you for basis of your Christian existence. You can't tell him, I belong to House of Hope. I was in, I mean, he will tell you I was in heaven when the name was granted. But why must I leave you? Because Pastor Adu is my pastor. Adu, I know. Paul, I know. Why must I leave you? You will have to leave. Then you have to say, you have to leave me. Because it is written. Anything that is not connected to the scripture does not have life. Encounters and visions strengthened by the power of the uh, strengthened by the power of the word. The first sermon of the Lord Jesus Christ in this, is, is the scripture, is the scriptures, not his encounter, even though he is the father and author of encounters. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. At the end of at, at the end of it, he said, "That scripture is fulfilled in your ears today." When you have an encounter with the with the with the word of God, things will change. You remember, uh, uh, Doctor Theophilus uh, Ajadi told us of a story of a man who saw that scripture that is being reading all the time. He said, "Begat, begat," and that was his breakthrough number four encounters with the angels a lot of christians have made a shipwreck of their relationship with the lord through some supposed encounters with angels you remember the mormons the leader of the mormons said he saw an angel who gave him a bible and that's what turned the mom the, the man who started mama was a fervent child of god but he said he had an encounter with an angel and before that they said he was one but he didn't listen and today, you know that Mormon, you cannot say they are really uh, a, I mean, a Christian uh, church. There are many satanic and narcotic experiences on, on all encounters. Many have had pseudo-angelic experiences or pseudo-heavenly experiences, calling them encounters. Do not take gifts as an encounter. Now, how do we experience the supernatural? Number one. We have to believe that supernatural encounters exist. Amen? If you don't believe that they exist, you can. You can't have it. It exists. Number two, you have to hunger for it. You have to desire it. You have, you have to desire it. It's something that you have to desire. Number three, after desiring it, you have to ask the, the Lord and the Holy Spirit to give you that you want to have an encounter. I said this in one of our meetings that for months now in our home, we've been praying, Lord, we want to have an encounter with you. And we've been having it through the Bible. He will reveal something, some things to us. But we are still, there are more than just that. There are encounters that will come face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people who have enjoyed that. And we also, we can enjoy that also. Number four. You have to tarry. After you have uh, believed that there is an encounter, after you have hunger for it, after you have asked the Lord for it, now you tarry because God's timetable is not your timetable. 
So simply because Brother John had that encounter, we are praying together, he had that encounter, you think you have that encounter, no, the Lord will say, it's no time yet. No matter how much you have prayed, you must study for the manifestation. God works in his own time and nothing will push him to act faster. God works on his own timetable. I pray that you will have the faith, the drive, the humility, and the patience to tarry for the manifestation of the supernatural. May you never miss the day and the hour of your supernatural encounter. Amen. Our earthly work, in conclusion, is based on conviction, and, I mean, on conviction, and conviction is predicated on encounter. Encounters create conviction. You need supernatural encounter to foster continuity. It is the lack of encounter that is responsible for the state of the church today. You know, because people cannot wait and have an encounter. You, you remember, I mean, if you are, you may not be Nigerian, but you've had so many things that uh, uh, prophets will say, that day, the person who wins will be tied, his hands will be tied, prophesying about things that they didn't see. Some will say, oh, there will be no election. Some will, I mean, they were saying different things. One thing that baffles me is that are they not ashamed when these things don't come to pass? <laughs> How do you face your congregation? After I've told them that even one said, I am going to be the next president. And when he didn't become the next president, he was still coming to the church to minister. And that's why we have so many different churches now that people don't believe. People will say, when, when, when you can't find a job, the next thing to find is to start, start a church. They've relegated the name of the Lord to that, to that level. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The challenges that a child of God will encounter in his or her Christian journey will need encounter for con continuity. It is an encounter that will keep you regardless of the serious challenges you may face. There are lots of people who serve the Lord grudgingly because they have not, they have not had an encounter. Where you, where, you are, where you encounter the Lord Jesus Christ, Christianity becomes sweet and it becomes colorful. Supernatural encounters are like the ties of the ocean. You don't create them. You don't create encounters. It's created by the Lord. You only surf on them. It requires careful timing of the tide and mounting them to carry you far. This is all it takes. It is therefore important for each of us to learn how to find and experience and experience the supernatural in this manifestation. Now, Okay. Brethren, without a supernatural encounter, our Christian journey will be cumbersome and difficult. Our chances of, spend, I mean, of spending eternity with him will be impossible. Without, I said it at the beginning. Without you having an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, it is impossible to make it to heaven. It's of utmost importance that we settle this issue. Remember, Jesus Christ will not force an encounter on you. You have to believe it. You have to hunger for it. You have to ask for it. And you have to tarry for it. Are you willing to do that today and now? Remember how we started. If Angel Gabriel will ask you, why will you be allowed to go into paradise? House of Hope, what will be, what will be your answer? Because I've encountered the Son 
of the living God, Jesus Christ. That is the answer. Not your position, not the church you attend, not who is your general overseer, not because you are a child of, I mean, a child of pastor, a child of a geo, but because you have had an encounter. And encounters, like I said, they are personal. Your father cannot have an encounter for you. Your mom cannot. It's you must yourself have an encounter. Let's rise up even as we pray. Brethren, let me start with, uh, there may be some people, you know, watching us online or people who are in this place, in the sanctuary. I, I started with this hypothetical story that if you come to heaven, I mean, all of us may laugh at it and say, yeah, 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 but yes, the day will come that we will all stand before the throne of judgment. And he will ask that question again. What is it that will qualify you to go into this place? If you are here, if you have not had an encounter with him, there is no way you can make it to heaven. I, I want you to join me in this prayer before we pray the general prayer that, Lord, I know I am a sinner, and I know there is no way I can make it to heaven without an encounter. I, Father, I confess all my sins. I regret all my past deeds. I ask you that you accept me into your kingdom. Help me, Holy Spirit, not to go back to those things that I used to be to do again. If you pray that prayer, believe that you, have, you are saved and the Lord will help you further. I want us to just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need an encounter. Because with an encounter, all your problems of, I mean, 20 years will be resolved in a day. With an encounter, sickness will be a thing of the past. When you have an encounter with him, your Christian life will be a joy. It will be a joy to you. It will be a joy to those people around you. When you have an encounter, you will be changed. When you have an encounter, situations will change. When you have an encounter, you begin to experience things. You begin to hear things. You begin to be directed by things. Don't go there. Go this way. Go. There. Shall we begin to pray, Father? Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Lord, I want to have an encounter. I want to have an encounter because I know having an encounter with you, oh Lord, will take me to the next level of glory. Let's begin to talk to him. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Maybe you've been having an encounter before now. There is nothing you're not hearing him again. Let's ask, Lord, revive me again. Let me, help me to be hearing your word again. To be hearing your word. I mean, let's just pray. And... There are, if you are here, you've been reading the Bible and it doesn't make sense to you, ask the Lord, give me, give me an encounter of the world. Let's begin to talk to him. In the precious, mighty name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Precious, mighty Father, heaven, I thank you this afternoon. Thank you for what you will do. Because we trust you. We hunger for it. We thirst for it. We want an encounter because we know without an encounter, our Christian journey will be very difficult. We give all glory and honor to your holy name because you alone, you are God. In the precious, mighty name of Jesus Christ, 
we have prayed. Amen. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.